With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, it's Dan and welcome to our Tuesday Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Today, coming off the holiday weekend, a little bit of a different podcast for you today. Uh, I caught up with Mari Cooper last week for a story that posted actually today at cleveland.com slash browns and you're going to get to hear that interview with Amari Cooper. Now, just so you know, uh, this was done after practice, kind of right near the practice field, so you are going to hear some background noise. Uh, you're going to hear lawnmower or some stuff like that, some guys walking in and out. Nothing we can really do about that, um, but you're going to hear some of that as we go along. But I thought it was a really fun interview, and I thought it would be great to share it with all of you here uh, on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. So that's coming up. Hey, speaking of Amari Cooper, I found some props for him on Sunday, uh, over under 47 and a half receiving yards. I gotta say, I think that goes over. (laughs) I think they're going to try and get Amari Cooper involved early. And I think he's going to go over that number. And I've also seen some low numbers for the season over under, I don't have it right in front of me. I want to say I saw like 900 yards, something like that. I think Amari Cooper is in for a big year in part because they just don't have a lot uh, in this receiving core right now. And even with Jacoby Brissett playing 11 games, I think he's in for a big year. Okay, you don't want to hear me talk about this stuff anymore. You want to hear from Amari Cooper. Uh, So coming up, Amari Cooper, uh, my interview with him for my story that posted Tuesday on cleveland.com slash browns. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So let me start here. I hear you have a, uh, a clothing line coming yeah. out. Yep. <laughs> it's not really clothing. It's, a, it's more like sports gear. Okay. Like a Nike. That's how I want people to look at it, like a Nike. But we do have like some apparel on the, on the side and stuff like that. So how'd that come about? Um, I always knew I wanted to, like, enterprise, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. But um, I just never knew, like, exactly what I wanted to do. So I didn't want to rush it. I wanted to let it come to me. And then, like, through reading and stuff like that, you know, like, when you read and stuff like that, um, ideas just start to come out of nowhere. And I was reading Shoe Dog, the book Phil Knight wrote. Okay. Um, it just came to me. Yeah, do you do a lot of reading? I do. Like, like what sort of... Obviously, I mentioned the Phil Knight book. Like, what sort of stuff are, are we talking about? Yeah, um, 
different genres really. Um, like I used to have a book club when, club when I was in Oakland. Oh, okay. But then at one point I just started reading like real estate books and consuming real estate knowledge. So that's why I really stopped the book club because <laughs> I didn't want everybody to just be reading real estate books along with me. So. Yeah. But um, I think really my favorite type of books to read is like psychology books, sociology books, Malcolm Gladwell type of stuff. Yeah. Okay, what, what are you reading right now? Um, not really reading right now because, because um, you know, we just ended camp and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. But I'm actually before camp, I was actually in the middle of like four books, <laughs> just uh, rereading Shoe Dog for okay. my brand, um, a book called Contagious by Jonah Berger, marketing book again for my brand. Um, another book called More Than a Carpenter, which I read. I'm rereading that too. Okay. Um, just for my faith, and then there was a. Uh, it was the uh, Malcolm Gladwell book, uh, Outliers. I never read it before. I read like two or three other Malcolm Gladwell books. I never actually read that one, which is probably like, one of his more famous books. Okay. But it's, uh, it's actually really a really good book. Yeah. Sorry, I was, I was an English major in college, so oh, you're so you talking like, about reading. Like, yeah, I, I, I noticed when I was naming the books, she was like, yeah, 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 like, you heard of them. <laughs> I've definitely heard of them, yeah. Where, yeah. where does that come from, that, that kind of desire, that, that love? To um, I wasn't really always, uh, well, I was already always a good reader. Like since like elementary school and stuff like that, but I didn't always like consume books. Um, really, like people ask me this all the time, where it started. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Um, Just came off the field. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Um, when I was in college, it was going into my sophomore year. So like that summer, going into my sophomore year, that like at, at Alabama, they, there was there's always been this book in our locker. I noticed like nobody actually took it out. Like there's this book in our locker, and I would just open my locker, I'll see it every day, and I'm like. One day we're about to leave for summer break. I was like, let me just take this with me. Yeah. I might read it, I might not. Open it up. It was called um, 100 Ways to Motivate Others. And I was just reading it, and I just couldn't stop reading it. Like, here I am. And like, I probably never finished a book before before that time. Maybe like one or two, a couple. Yeah. I finished it. And because of the, the type of book it was, I noticed that, like, it helped me motivate other people on my team. Like every time somebody would be going through something or something, I would use something from the book. So I, I at least learned like 10 useful things from one book. So just common sense for me was just like, um, if I learned this much from one book, imagine how much I learned from like two, three, 10, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's why I started reading. So, so kind of staying along this vein, like I, on your Instagram, I saw a picture of you playing chess. Are you a, are you a chess player? Yep. yep. Okay. When, when did that start? Um, that started elementary school. But I wasn't like the one of the things you you'll learn when you start playing chess is like it's um it's a lot of layers of chess. Like before you can even like any other thing you might pick up and try to play, like a game, like Xbox or something, you can just pick up and start playing. Chess isn't one of those those games. Like right. you take the set out of the box, you take the pieces out, you can't just start playing. You have to learn how to put the pieces on the board first. Then you have to learn how they move before you even learn how to start playing. Then after you learn how to start playing, there's so many more layers. Um, I say that to say when I was in elementary school, I learned how the pieces move. Okay. But I didn't really get much farther than that. And then, fast forward to make a long story short, when I was a rookie in the league, one of my teammates, he was really good. He was also a receiver. So it was just like <laughs> I had an incentive to play and be good. and started playing him a lot he was beating me a lot <laughs> and then uh we just started going back and forth and that's where i fell in love with it 
Is that, I mean, when, whenever I've heard you talk, you just strike me as somebody who's really thoughtful. I mean, it seems like, like, I understand why you like chess. I understand why you like yeah. reading books and, and kind of learning stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is there, when you think about sort of how you learned chess, is there a, sort of a, a football element to that too? Like the way you become such a good route runner and sort of the, the tactical side of being a great route runner? Yeah, I think, um, I don't know every chess player, but I, I, I would say, um, most chess players who like really pick it up and want to be good and continue on that path of playing I think they're all mostly like perfectionists okay right they're trying to they're trying to be the best possible chess player they could be they're trying to make the least amount of errors uh, in a game and um, I would I would liken that to the way that I approach route running you know like if I if I have like just a major hiccup in my route I'm going to notice it and I'm going to be mad about it you know I want to run a clean, crisp route every time. So I would say that's how the two like run parallel to each other in my life. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, th- are you still? Is there anybody here that you play chess with? Do you have to like when you go to a new team? Do you have to like kind <laughs> yeah, of find yeah, somebody? Yeah. yeah. But interestingly enough, like um, there's always been somebody. You yeah. Know? Um, like Dobbs on this team, he plays. Um, but I would say th- this is one of the teams that I'm, I'm. Well, I can't really say that. I'm farther ahead than anybody on this team. But then again, I'm. I'm farther along than I was when I was in Oakland or, right. or Cowboys, you know. So, like, if I would have came here instead of the Cowboys, man, Dobbs probably would be on the same level right now. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm better than everybody here. <laughs> okay. So, the, the question I wanted to ask you and when I requested you, and maybe you're going to think this is a stupid question, but is route running an art or a science? Yeah, it's, it's no stupid question. <laughs> um, So, like, science, I don't know, how would you define science? I guess I define it more as, like, this, maybe this is, like, not what it is, but something, like, known, right? Like, some, there's parameters, there's, but I guess that's not even completely accurate. You know what I mean? It's a little more technical, whereas art is more creative and more, like, you know, you color outside the lines, you, you know? Does that yep. make sense? No, I get what you're saying. Um, I would say it's both, I think, uh, along those same lines, I think... Kellen Moore might have said it best. He said, um, some guys have rules in terms of being a wide receiver, being a route runner. Some guys have rules and some guys have guidelines. So when you see the route drawn up on a piece of paper or on a big screen when we're in meetings, and we're gonna come out here and rep it, we have the, the rule. This is how the route is run. Three steps, break in. 10 steps, break out. Five steps, break in, then break out. Those are the rules of the route. Right. I, I would say that's the science piece like this is how it's ran like the scientific method or whatever like over time this is the best way to run a slant this is how the the quarterback's drop matches up with the route this is how we want the slant to be ran so that's the science part of it I would say but then the art is the route within the route right if you think about it if everybody ran the route how it was ran on a piece of paper, we'd all be the same player. Right. We'd all be the we'd all look the same running the route. If everybody ran with the same exact footwork and same break, every route would kinda look the same. I mean, it would look more of the same than it would look different. Um, it won't look exactly the same because we're all different. We all have different patterns right. and stuff like that. But um yeah, so I would say I'm more of a, a guideline type of guy. Like I see the route how it ran on paper, then I also realized that there's no DB on that paper. You know what I mean? Like there's somebody in front of me that I have to manipulate to get open. 
Um, and I think that comes with that art, right? That comes with like experience playing a position so long. Um, but not only that, because some guys could play the position just as long as the next guy and they won't be on the same path. So um, instincts, um, God-given talent. Um, but I, I, would, uh, I would put probably instincts on the top. Cause I think instincts is up here too. It's not just not just the movements is up here too. So um, I would probably put instincts on the top. But I think to answer your question, it's an <laughs> art and a science for sure. Art okay. and a science. Yeah, and I mean I think it's one of those things where, like you said, there's a there's a certain way you have to run around, but like mm -hmm. you can't always do it. It's almost like a chess piece, right? There's rules about how that piece can move, mm -hmm. but you're always trying to set up your opponent. You're always trying to think like two or three steps ahead. Is that sort of how it is for you out there? Yeah, I mean I think that's a good I think that's a good um, way to put it. You know, um, I definitely like like if you go on my one of my Instagram pages, the Route Runner page, right? It was there's a quote I have like on some of the routes. I think I might have changed it, but a million ways to run a slant. Even if you look at like some of my um, highlights on YouTube, I have run a slant at least seven different ways, at least. So it's like it it, it and it, and it all depends on the DB's leverage, what type of DB I'm going against, how far off they are, how how, how close they are in press, like things. You know, so. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely, definitely an art. When, when did you realize how important that was and how kind of how good you could be at it? So, like, I, be, I tell people sometimes, like, I don't really attribute, like, my abilities to me. Like, I can't because from the first time I even started playing football, I think I was able to not be robotic. And that was just, like, the instincts that God gave me or the, the um, foresight that God gave me. It's just, like, always knew I had to manipulate the DB. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, coach told me I got a slant, but depending on how that guy played, depending on how close he was or whatever, I always knew in order to get in there, I had to do something. Like, I couldn't just run straight at him and just go. Like, it wasn't going to work. So, um, yeah, I, I would say I always had that ability, but I don't attribute it to me. Like, first time I get out there, I know how to, you know. So. I heard somebody told me you, you told them that uh, it was, you played against bigger kids when you were coming up. Is that maybe I'm. Maybe I'm thinking oh, yeah, else. Yeah, is that yeah, something yeah, yeah. That, that was kind of part of your story too? Like that, that helped develop it? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, like uh, there wasn't really uh, anybody my age who just, just um, had the talent that I had as far as receiver. You right. know? Um, so, like, I always, always got my competition in basketball and football against the older guys, you know what I mean? And I would be playing against them, sometimes beating them. And you know that's how I kind of knew that I was I was gonna go far with whatever sport I chose. Mm -hmm. It's because like everywhere I went, like not just in Miami, like AAU tournaments, um, going to different parks, playing football. Like if I was over at my cousin's house or something, and his friends was, was outside, I'm playing against them. And I always noticed like a trend. You know, it was like yo, wherever I go, everybody who's my age, I feel like I'm a little bit better than them. <laughs> and then some of the guys who are even older than me, I feel like I can compete with those guys. So. You know, like one of the things I always, always say, like I always had like a lot of foresight for some reason. Like I don't know, like I don't toot my own horn a lot, but that's one of the things that I feel like I always had. So I just put two and two together. Like, okay, I keep going to all these different places within Miami, you know. Right. But I keep going to all these different places, and uh, everywhere I go, it's the same trend. So in my mind, I felt like, okay, when I get to high school, it's going to be the same way. When I get to college, it's going to be the same way. That's how I thought. Did, did you almost choose basketball? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so. Um, 
it, it was always going really well for me in both sports. I always just felt like I would play both, you know what I mean? Like, so in ninth grade, um, I started on varsity in both. Well, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I, I started on varsity ninth grade and basketball, but I came late from football. Okay. So, like, they put me on JV first, not knowing who I like, not knowing <laughs> that I was good. I showed them what I can do, and then I moved up to varsity and just started point guard. I was, I was gonna say, I was there's, there's no way I was like, five, there's no was way so, you weren't a point guard. Like, if so you were small. six yeah. seven, I'd put you a point guard. The way you, <laughs> the way you think about stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I was, and, and crazy. I always wanted to play shooting guard, but like, it's like how people um, say like I got good routes or good releases and stuff like that. I was the same way, but with the basketball in my hands. So like, no one could like, no one could stay in front of me. Yeah. And that was like a gift and a curse for me because I never wanted to play. I hated point guard. Like I hated bringing the ball up court calling the plays and stuff like that and I just wanted to be in a position to catch and go score but the coaches always felt like hey the guys we have at point guard like you know they're getting ripped sometimes like you know what I mean so what's yeah what's your favorite route people ask me that all the time and I think it always kind of changes like this goes back to what I was saying earlier like it really does depend on the DB yeah you know it depends on what DB because you got to think sometimes you play DBs who just they're smart enough to say, okay, I'm just not going to give up this. So think about it. If you're at DB, if I'm at DB and you're a receiver and the quarterback is in there, right, and I, and I say, I say, I'm not going to give up any inside. I'm not going to give up the inside. Right. So I'm playing to the inside. i to make sure none of those guys don't hear me. That's no word out here. <laughs> right. uh, it's inside. <laughs> I'm inside, right? So I'm taking away the slant. I'm taking away anything, the dig. I'm taking away everything. So I know what I'm not giving up. Now I just have to play what I'm giving up. You know what I mean? So I say that to say, if I'm playing that guy, my favorite route isn't going to be a slant. You know what I mean? But I think um, just if I had to answer it, like if I'm running on air or like I'm in the game and I had to pick a route with just a cornerback out there, I would say a post. But we don't run a lot of posts in the league because the league is different in college. Like college, they run a lot of cover forward, and that's the route you really throw a post. And it's one of those routes you can get up on a DB, break them off, quarterback slings it downfield and you can just run up under it that's why it's my favorite route but don't really get an opportunity to catch it a lot in the league so it sounds like the, your favorite route is the one that gets you open <laughs> the one that gets you the football. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly i mean if you think about it if you think about it check this out right um all the routes are really the same if you think about it okay how so Right, so look, check this out. What's the difference between a post, a corner, and a slant? Just the directions. Exactly. So check this out. If I'm on, if the quarterback is in there, and I'm running a corner route, if I was over there, it'd be a post route. <laughs> a slant is just a shorter post route. My, my my point is, I'm just cutting in one way or another. The cut is the same. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like the cut is the same. It's just boom. I'm either cutting at a 45 degree angle this way. Not a, not, I don't think that's 45 degree, but like a 45 degree angle this way right. on the comeback, this way on a curl. It's really only like <laughs> about to think about it. It's not. It's it's probably it's, it's probably not more than like 10 routes. Really. I guess, yeah, I guess I've never thought about it like that. Yeah, like what, I mean, when did you realize that? Um. Just working out, like, I'm, I'm really, like, um, introspective, like, so when I'm working out on my own, like, I work on top of the routes, like, you know, you have a full day of working out, you're not going to run, like, 100 routes full speed, right. so I work on the top of the routes, and that's how you, you like, you, you work on getting open, because there's only really two ways to get open, 
you know, you get open at the well, three ways, at the release, at the top of the route, and then at the catch point. Okay. Like, let's say you don't win at the release. Now you're trying to win at the top of the route. Let's say you don't win at the top of the route. You cover. Now you have to win at the catch point. You know, so that's that's what I work on. Like, let's say I'm tired. Tired. I work on my releases. Ooh. Work on my releases. Then, okay, I'm done with my releases. I work on the top of the route. And then, obviously, when you're by yourself, you can't really work on the catch points. So you just have to visualize, like, catching the ball. But that's when I really, I feel like I noticed it because I'm working on top of the routes. And I'm like, okay, curl, boom, boom, boom. Come back, boom, boom, boom. And then it's like, okay, I really just worked on a hitch, okay. a stop, a curl, a comeback. All the routes that come back, you know what I mean? And yeah. then, okay, now I work on the top of, like, a, a slant, right? Boom. I really just work the top of a slant, a post, a corner on one leg, you know what I mean? So that's, and you realize you go through it really fast. You're like, how many routes am I missing? It's like, I did them all, you know what I mean? So. I, I can listen to you talk about this stuff all day. Is, <laughs> um, like, does, do you ever, like, wake up, like, how often are you thinking about this stuff? Do you wake up in the middle of the night almost like a, like a, you know, there's yeah. writers who keep, like, a pen next and a paper next to their bed to write stuff down. Are you, yeah, I mean, are you that, that type of guy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I'm, I'm just a, a introspective type of person, like a, a logician. That's my, that's my um, personality type. Um, I think it was like Myers Briggs or something like that. Okay. So I think, I think like a lot of things through, um, especially you know something you do on a day-to-day basis. I'm always thinking about it. Cause, I mean, I'm always thinking. I'm an athlete. I'm always thinking about winning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like going up against a DB, um, always visualizing like how I'm going to beat these guys. Um, and, I, and, I, and I think about the routes that we have in the game plan and I just have to visualize every route that I'm running that's in the game plan, how I'm going to win against each DB. And then the good thing about like, you know, being a professional athlete, we know everything about the other team. Like we know the coverages they run the most. So I got to figure out, let's say I have a, um, I don't know, let's say I have any route. And let's say the coaches tell me, tell us that they run a lot of cover four, they run a lot of man and a lot of cover two. So I got to figure out how I'm going to win that route versus all those three coverages that they run the most. And I just do that with every route. Yeah. So, again, I feel like you're a savant with football. I can tell you love the game. So I'm going to ask you another dumb, simple question. Yeah. What What do you love about football? Like, what, like, what do you love most about this game? Um, man, I just like I, – I, well, the thing I like most about the game is going out there and really putting my skills on display in the best way possible. Like I want, like every time I, I step on the field, I want to maximize what I do out there. It's like, um, if I have 10 targets, I want to have 10 catches, but I also want the routes to be perfect. Like that's, 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 and when I leave the game, that's how I evaluate myself. And the closer I am to that perfection, the, the happier I am, you know what I mean? It don't happen a lot though, <laughs> but you do leave. You do leave. Uh, just because you don't reach perfection, don't mean you don't leave the games. Some games content, you know. And then you leave, and you, you leave. You leave a lot of games, and you say, "Man, I left this play out there. Left that play out there. I could have did this better." And that's really what keeps you going. Like that's what drives you. you know? Yeah, it was just kind of sad. I mean, like you want to be perfect, but it's almost like if you're just a little less than perfect, that kind of. Yeah, drives that, you to kind of get back in that film room and kind of get it kind of drives your your thirst or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, it, it truly does. It truly does. That's the that's the great thing about this game and like it um it has its way of humbling you, you know what I mean? It has its way of humbling you. And that's a good thing, you know. What are you going to do after football? 
Um, too soon to think about it? <laughs> nah, not really too soon to think about it. As of now, um, I'm heavily invested in real estate. Yeah. But the business kind of really runs itself. It's more passive. I, I mean, no business, no business is all the way 100% passive, but it's 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 a very passive type of business the way the operation is running right now. So I would say real estate, like expanding, because right now I'm just a landlord, but you know, there's so many facets of real estate. You know, you got commercial, you got development. So um, I might probably be headed in that direction. And then, um, you know, hopefully the route runner brand takes off. It could be the next Nike or Adidas or something like that. That's really what I'm focused on right now in terms of like when somebody asks me, what I'm gonna do after football? I wanna run the route. I wanna be Phil Knight. All right. Well, I appreciate you staying out oh, here yeah. this long, man. Yeah, I know it's you. hot. Thank you. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There you have it, my interview with Mari Cooper. If you want to read the story, cleveland.com slash Browns. And also, that's where you can become a football insider subscriber. The blue banner at the top of the page. You get a newsletter delivered to your inbox every day. You get access to exclusive stories on cleveland.com slash Browns. And you can become one of our text subscribers. Uh, my thanks to Omari for taking the time to talk with me and giving me a really great interview. Uh, and thanks to all of you for listening. We'll be back with a Hey Mary Kay on Wednesday morning.